G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Tuesday, it is always good to get an update on that breaking news as it's happening out of Israel and the Middle East. And just slightly later today on our report, but Ron Ross joining us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. I generally come on after bacon and eggs, but this morning it's coffee. <laughs> well, I hope it was a good cup of coffee this morning, Ron. Great. Look, this is a very significant time to be doing our update. And when we talk about breaking news out of the Middle East, and especially as it affects Israel, uh, very few things more significant than the visit of a U.S. president, as Donald Trump has landed on the shores in Israel. Uh, what are your thoughts overall, generally, before we get into some of the headlines, uh, how significant is it that the president is there uh, on the ground uh, with the Israelis? I think it's really positive, and I was excited overnight to hear from friends in Israel and uh, their reflections of over the top, really. Um, it's been very interesting to see that he's the first president to go to the wall, and uh, you know what I mean, <laughs> the, the, the wall in Jerusalem. <laughs> yes. Um, and... Uh, his interaction with the uh, ministers at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre got quite a reaction in America uh, because of his humility and his interest. And while he was uh, at the uh, Western Wall, uh, he got a lecture from a number of the guides there uh, explaining what the temple was all about. And uh, he's extended, uh, we'll talk about it later in more detail, but he's extended his time today at Yad Vashem, the Holocaust War Memorial, and he's making quite an impression. And uh, there's lots to talk about, I guess, even with the visit to the Saudis and his address uh, to all of those Islamic leaders. Uh, but we'll focus on what's going on in Israel. Uh, the thing is, uh, people have been making judgments, and I've been reading the commentary and seeing news reports, and it does appear that there is some level of triumph in making this look uh, a significant visit and, uh, and, and painting Trump in, in quite a good light so far as the sort of lens we put across him as Christians. Well, it's very interesting because we know that uh, the Bible tells us all things work together for good. Uh, and we also know that uh, President Donald Trump, as a real estate entrepreneur, uh, is the master of the deal. And uh, he's taken the aggression of Iran, and he's spoken about it openly in Saudi Arabia to 50 Muslim nation leaders. And they all agree that Iran must be stopped. And uh, his comment to Benjamin Netanyahu has been that he feels very strongly that the relationship between the Arabian countries and Israel is about to change. And one of the indicators of that is that President Trump made the first ever flight from Riyadh to Israel. It's never been allowed before. But his flight into Tel Aviv was direct, and it was the first one ever. 
And his comment was, I just left Saudi Arabia, he told uh, Benjamin Netanyahu at the King David Hotel, and he said, we had an amazing two days, and their feeling towards Israel is really very positive. And, uh, I mean, if he brings alongside the Sunni nations to stand alongside Israel with the United States to confront the aggression of Iran, he has the basis of a peace agreement that's mind-blowing. And there's an awful lot of questions still that will be in the minds of people insofar as making friends with the Sunni nations. And, of course, we know that there is a difference uh, the divide between Shias and Sunnis, and to befriend the Sunni nations. And a lot of people will draw the dots and will say, well, isn't the Sunni nations uh, part of a lot of what has happened in terrorism around the world? So uh, a lot of questions still there, but uh, but it's an interesting development, Ron. He addressed that in his speech in Riyadh. He told them they had to drive the criminal elements out of their system. And he was saying that radical Islamic terrorism is criminal, it's not religious. And they agreed with him. King Salman of Saudi Arabia, the leaders from the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain and Kuwait, all agreed that he was right and that terrorism is a problem throughout the entire world and they had to get active to do something about it. And, of course, probably everyone knows now that they signed a $110 billion weapons deal uh, to equip Saudi Arabia to strengthen their military to get themselves involved in defending themselves and not relying on the United States alone to do it. Uh, It was very strong that he said he described Islamic terrorism as criminal. And I think uh, most police forces, you know, when they're trying to police a community... Keep contacts on the enemy side uh, to get information and to improve relationships. And I really believe that Trump has hit on something on the aggression of Iran to get the Sunnis on side and also to get their house in order. Let's come back to Israel and the potential for something realistic to happen in the peace process there, the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's declared, for the first time in my lifetime, there is hope for change and realistic peace. What's the story there, Ron? Well, they were speaking from Netanyahu's home, and the two leaders gave remarks about the issues facing the region. Uh, Netanyahu said, we appreciate the reassertion of American leadership in the Middle East. I mean, what a kick in the eye for President Obama. Uh, Netanyahu said, for the first time in my lifetime, I see a real hope for peace. He praised Trump's recent actions to bomb a Syrian airbase in response to President Assad's chemical weapons attack. And he also applauded Trump's stance against Iran. It was a very warm uh, uh, two men who stood together. Uh, Today we uh, reaffirm the unbreakable bond of friendship between Israel and the United States, Trump said. We want Israel to have peace. And uh, he indicates to me that he means it. Well, right now, at this time of the morning, uh, they're probably fast asleep in Israel. Uh, But the tour continues today, and President Trump is going to make an expanded visit to the Yad Vashem, the Holocaust memorial, Ron. 
Yeah, and I really feel this. I, I, I was moved to tears uh, when I saw Trump at the wall, uh, but I've had many visits to Yad Vashem, and it's an overwhelming place. And uh, he will be accompanied today by Yad Vashem Chairman Avner Shalev. Uh, he will accompany President Trump and uh, the First Lady Melania and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his wife Sarah uh, will join the party. Uh, while the President's visit to Israel is brief, he's chosen to commemorate the six million Jewish victims of the Holocaust by participating in a memorial ceremony in the Hall of Remembrance, a statement from Yad Vashem said. During the ceremony, the President is slated to rekindle the eternal flame and lay a wreath on a stone slab under which ashes from extermination camps are buried. El Malay Rachman, a Jewish prayer for the souls of the martyrs of the Holocaust, will be sung by a cantor. President Trump will be invited to sign the Yad Vashem guest book, and Yad Vashem Chairman Shalev will present the President with a token of remembrance, an exact replica of the original Holocaust-era personal album that belonged to Esther Goldstein, who was murdered during the Holocaust at the age of 16. Uh, one of the most moving moments in my life was to go through the Holocaust Children's Memorial, where the Israelis remember 1.5 million Jewish children who were murdered. Well, it'll certainly receive profile today when President Donald Trump makes that visit to Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Memorial. Uh, interestingly, Ron, uh, there's a lot of dimensions when people make these sorts of plans for high-level diplomatic visits, like visiting presidents. But today in Israel is, in fact, Jerusalem Day, and there's a fair bit of excitement and celebration. What does all that mean? I love it. It's a day of total madness, marching, dancing through the Damascus Gate and enjoying their traditional flag dance. The celebration is very colourful and even controversial. This year, civil courts had to rule on the route to be used by the celebrants. The new Jerusalem light rail system caused concern as it had taken over street locations once part of the event. This year, marchers will not parade along the famous Jaffa Road, but I think very appropriately they will use Hanavim Street. Hanavim means prophets. They may need a prophet or two very soon. Jerusalem envy is not new, and I wonder if the flag-waving celebrants, as they proceed along Prophet Street, will think of the prophet Zechariah, who wrote, I will make Jerusalem a stone weight for all the peoples. Zechariah 12.3. Different Bible translations describe Jerusalem as a burdensome stone or a heavy stone, which might indicate that city carries some weight even today. Well, Ron, uh, the day ahead uh, will be quite significant. No doubt there'll be images on newscasts tonight. And, of course, uh, then from Jerusalem... Uh, and in Israel, Donald Trump is then uh, moving on to meet the Pope in Rome. Uh, that'll be the next leg, and of course that'll be significant too. Any thoughts on, on how that might unfold? Well, again, I believe his emphasis is going to be to try and indicate that by visiting uh, the Muslims in Riyadh, uh, the Jewish people in Jerusalem, and the Pope in the Vatican, he wants to unite 
peoples to come together to fight against criminality and hatred, and uh, hopefully he can make a profound statement. Ron, we'll look forward to the next instalment of what is going on and just want to honour you and thank you for all of your good insights and thanks for monitoring so closely the news headlines as they come out each week and for delivering those to us here on 2020. Ron Ross, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.